podcast that exists at the intersection of pop culture and academia. We sit down and talk about our favorite stuff through the lenses of what we do and who we are. From Pannoni Honors College at Drexel University, Dr. Melinda Lewis here. I'm your host. So I'm here with Nicholas Barber, Goldwater Scholar, NOAA Holland Scholar, Gates Cambridge Scholar, just a, just a scholar. Of all sorts, at all the prizes, an aspiring volcanologist. I don't know the 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 time when I can say you are a volcanologist. Probably once I have the PhD. I've actually been on four volcanoes, only done work on two. Kind of. Only. Yeah. Well, yeah, but one of them's a national park, so. Yeah. I mean, I've watched two volcano movies. Yeah. So I guess basically it's the same. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same. So let's kind of move towards Dante's Peak yeah. a little bit. I mean, most volcanologists, if you talk to them, they've seen Dante's Peak and they have their problems with it, but they generally like it. It is probably the most accurate uh, disaster movie I've ever seen in mm. terms of the science. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Archaeologists have Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Harry Dalton your Indiana Jones? I, I think so. I mean, I think he's cheesy. I, I, I can't, but I actually like that. Uh, but I mean, really in popular culture, there aren't that many geologists besides Randy Marsh on South Park. Oh my God, a volcano. And uh, <laughs> uh, Pierce Brosnan being Harry Dalton in, in Dante's Peak. I can't really think of that many uh publicly visible geologists. But if you had to choose between him and Anne Heche in Volcano. I'm a scientist, certainty's a big word. I haven't actually seen Volcano, and I know that's 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 kind of crazy, but I, I know a bunch about it just from talking to volcanologists because that's the Volcano movie they love to hate. Like mm. really, like Dante's Peak, they're like, yeah, no, it's fine, you know, like it's a little silly, but that vol- uh, Volcano is like the worst of the worst. And find me a scientist, geologist, somebody tell me what the hell is going on. Got it. <laughs> but I think the exciting part is that people just enjoy seeing Los Angeles destroyed. <laughs> a writer who wasn't getting his break was like, you know what? I'm just going to destroy Los Angeles with tar pits and volcano <laughs> stuff. Um, and I think it comes through. Whereas like Dante's Peak, there does seem to be more of a commitment to like the yeah. science. They really tried, which mm-hmm. I, I, I think they sat down with a team. They learned everything they could about volcanoes. And then they... They listened to about like eighty percent of what the team said, and then and then they kind of just like they were like, you know what? If we're gonna have a volcano movie. It has to have every possible disaster happen. Um, <laughs> what does for you Dante's Peak get right? The thing that it gets most right, it gets the actual process from like initially characterizing the threat of a volcano to an evacuation, like that whole step by step process. The arguments that Harry Dalton has with his boss, those really kind of get at the heart of like that's actually how it gets done, really in many respects. And and the USGS and monitoring agencies really do have those types of internal debates. And it's really tough um, to decide when you call an evacuation. You know, when do you have enough evidence? Uh, Is is it okay to be too cautious like Harry Dalton tried to do? Great job, Harry. Look, I don't want to talk out of turn, but I think you should call a meeting and put this town on alert. There's a hell of a lot of activity up there. Harry, I know it was intense up there, but I don't want to cause a panic over a few minor tectonic quakes. Minor? The biggest one we measured was 2.9. I don't give a damn if it was a one. Harry, those quakes were shallow. Paul, damn shallow. I was up there. I felt... Harry, you don't... And they weren't tectonic. They were magmatic. This thing is going to blow. Harry, I'm warning you. 
there's I'm a very complex relationship between monitoring agencies, scientists, local government, um, emergency uh, people, National Guard. You know, overall, honestly, overall, scientifically, it's a pretty solid movie if it exaggerates a bit. But well, yeah, I mean, it is. It, is it has Hollywood. to be Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What does Dante's Peak get wrong? Obviously, Hollywood always has to have that like 3D model of the volcano and it has like mm -hmm. arrows pointing out saying <laughs> erupting. Like that's not that's you know that's a little minor thing. Although that robot is the dumbest thing I've I've ever heard of. If you're gonna design a robot to go over rough terrain, why you would give it like eight <laughs> spindly legs that could easily get caught in a rock? I don't know why. Yeah, I'd say in general, it's sort of the mixture of crazy disasters that happen because you have you know you have the couple boiling but we have to have the, the young couple making out in the the hot springs yeah. boil to a crisp i mean that can happen i won't say that's wrong but when they when the camera pans down and you see like red lava like right there that would not like they would that that's not how it works Volcanic springs, geothermal features, um, can just suddenly increase in temperature very rapidly. We actually even saw that when we were in Yellowstone a bit. Um, and we, you, you know, you can get sudden lake acidification, not acid acidic enough so that it could, you know, dissolve a boat in t five minutes. But you know, <laughs> and like, a grandma, and a grandma, yeah. <laughs> but mainly, it's that you have this volcano that's erupting explosively. I mean, it shoots out this big ash cloud mm -hmm. that, you know, then blankets the town, destroys the helicopter, um, you know, uh, and at the same time, it's also having these lava flows. But um, you either generally have explosive or runny eruptions. And that has to do with, I mean, the physics of it at, at its core. But um, Dante's Peak, where it is in the Cascades, you would expect only an explosive eruption. You wouldn't expect lava flows, um, you know, racing downhill and destroying the cabin with big ash and um, pyroclastic clouds that kind of, they, they get wrong. Pyroclastic cloud. I was also wondering, it seems like there's a lot of stuff happening in the oxygen <laughs> where everybody's just breathing and so that okay that's the other thing i forgot to mention so at, throughout the entire disaster no one in the usgs national guard or no one no one thinks to mention that you should cover your mouth because that's actually with ash that is the number one hazard i mean ash can clog an engine like you saw with the helicopter mm -hmm. but ash is if you look at it at a microscopic it is literally shards of glass i mean that's what rock is it's it's silicon so when like there there's um there's a number of different ways ash can affect your lungs the most common way is if you breathe in enough it's going to cause hemorrhaging and you're going to drown in your own blood i mean it's 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 gruesome but it happens uh, that's one of that's one of the reasons why they recommend you if you live near a volcano you keep in uh, a filtration mask or at least put on a wet bandana so you're covering your mouth um, and also ash, if it's hot enough, can like actually solidify in your lungs. There's all sorts of horrible things that can happen. But Harry Dalton's just running around like panting heavily <laughs> and there's no, there's like no concern about what it's doing to their lungs as they're probably like bleeding internally. We paid too much for James Bond to put that guy behind a mask. <laughs> yes, his character was suave and sophisticated, dangerous and sexy. <laughs> I know, it's hours. his face. You don't want to cover his face. That is the money maker. <laughs> and Linda Hamilton too. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah, no, put the kids in a mask. Who cares? But we can't have those two running around, yeah. moony-eyed at each other behind like and with goggles. On. That's the other mess. thing. Your eyes are being shredded by the glass. <laughs> so really, if you look at like a volcanic disaster, if someone's there while the ash is coming down, uh, they'll have on a bandana or or a, or a filtration mask and big goggles. So like you know, then you can't really you know do anything dramatic. 
But also I'm thinking of what a missed opportunity to feature somebody drowning in their own blood. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, they could have – it would have been fun to see, like, one of those angry uh, – you know, one of those mean city council people who was, like, really mean to Linda, Linda Hamilton uh, d- disobey, like, the USGS's orders and then walk out in the ash and then, like, a couple minutes later, you know, yeah. he's down on the ground. I mean, maybe not fun, but, you know, that would be an interesting uh, opportunity. Although there. for you as the person on the other side who's like, get out, mm-hmm. this is going to blow, it probably would be pretty cathartic to see the dude who's like, oh, I'm not going to go. I don't trust you, science man. Yeah, I'm the You know, I would like to say it is, but it, it, it just it's more just sad rather than cathartic <laughs> because because they actually got that part of it right, especially with like Ruth, the grandmother, not wanting to leave. That actually did happen in Mount St. Helens. They, they didn't have a lot of warning, mm-hmm. uh, but they gave the residents a, a good amount of warning, like, hey, this thing's probably going to blow. Uh, you know, you have a couple weeks. And there was an old man, I think his name was actually Harry Truman. He was like 80. He had lived at the foot of Mount St. Helens in a little cabin his whole life. And he was like, I'm not going. The mountain's not going to hurt me. I think they based Ruth off of him. This mountain's never going to hurt us, believe me. You're such a fool, Rose. To some extent, you're like, yeah, you should have evacuated. But I also kind of empathize with it because it's like you've you've made your whole life here. I mean, the, the only thing I would say is even though like I empathize with Ruth, I mean, really, Ruth is I think she's the villain of the movie, the grandmother. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, just why didn't you leave? You knew. Stop looking at me like it's my fault. I just take the kids, get back in your truck and go home. Well, we would if we could, Ruth, but a landslide's just wiped out the entire road behind us. At that point, it is happening. Like, there's yeah, no, no denying there's no, it. Like, yeah. beforehand, it makes sense why people would 100%. say, uh, you know what? We've been here. It's fine. She always gets but a little But the ash burpee. was literally raining down, yeah. and she was like, nah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to get the sympathy vote, <laughs> yeah. Grandma. Um, That's why I think the movie could have been a little longer. They could have developed everyone a little bit more, especially Linda Hamilton. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, my husband left me. And I'm just the mayor of this town. No big deal. And run a coffee shop. No big deal. And raise two children. Who has, like, amazing biceps. You don't get that serving coffee, ma'am. You you do that fighting Terminators. (laughs) You don't know what it's like to try to kill one of these things. They needed more time to explain that. I guess as a volcanologist, I'm happy because they sacrificed character development for, you know, <laughs> volcano monitoring and here's how we prepare for an evacuation. I mean, they really devoted their main characterization to the volcano. The majority yeah. of the film is them talking about acidity levels. Right. And like debating whether or not this volcano is going to blow. And then in the background, there's this volcano like, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I will. Yeah. I will. <laughs> So you had mentioned a team of people. There were three advisors to the film. But I was wondering if you could sit down with those three. What questions would you ask them? Since they did capture the monitoring to evacuation process so well, I I would love to know like how much they were they had to get across, like how Mm -hmm. how they were able to communicate that effectively. I think they must have actually sat down with Pierce Brosnan or they gave specific advice about Harry Dalton's character. Because when the kids show him that uh, smoky quartz crystal and then he says he's a volcanologist and he's like not, you know, not live long and prosper or whatever that like legitimately that is something that I've heard lots of volcanologists complain about when they say their career path, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, Vulcan? Like, oh, like Mr. Spock? Well, kind of, but without the ears. So I have a feeling that one of those volcanologists must have mentioned that to, to Pierce Brosnan and been like, make a Spock reference. Because <laughs> I've never know. put that together, but no, now that's I, all I, I can think about. <laughs> sometimes you can tell people are joking, but I think half the time they're also kind of like, wait, really? Like, do you study Mr. Spock? It's, it's something that happens. <laughs> Pop the Question is brought to you by Pannoni Honors College at Drexel University. 
Pannoni Honors College is invested in undergraduate research, scholar development, and interdisciplinary scholarship. With students from various backgrounds and academic fields of study, the Honors College engages its community in complex ideas. Info at drexel.edu slash Pannoni. That's P-E-N-N-O-N-I. Pannoni Honors College, a place for active learning, high achievement, and community. Have you ever seen the movie Jaws? Yes. Okay. As I was watching Dante's Peak, it it, it was Jaws, it except was. with a volcano. And it really is. I mean, it's it's almost exactly it follows the progression. <laughs> yeah, because and I was thinking about how weird because I always feel bad for the shark in Jaws because he's just trying to get a meal. Yeah, right. And I've been there. <laughs> um, but also, it was interesting to me that they were really anthropomorphizing the volcano mm-hmm. and being like, she's going to blow or she's all steady. And mm-hmm. one, I don't know if volcanoes are always ladies. But to think of the volcano as a monster who has a conscience, who is a sentient being as opposed to like, a formation, how do we make a volcano into a monster when it's just trying to be a volcano? Yeah, and I mean, uh, when scientists talk about volcanoes, if, if you ever find yourself at a volcano conference, you you will hear lots of anthropomorphic terms. Um, you know, they'll still kind of couch it in technical language, but they'll, you know, they'll talk about, you know, waking up. That's like a very common, like, oh, well, all of a sudden, um, Sufrir Hills decided to wake up from its slumber or it just cleared its mm. throat, you know, things like that. We've had plenty of minor eruptions already. Maybe we're over the hump. Yeah, I hope. Get real, Beavis. She's just clearing her throat. She hasn't even started to sing yet. One of the interesting things is when you look at it from an archaeological perspective and you talk to communities in the Pacific or in Africa or in uh, parts of the Mediterranean that have lived with volcanoes for millennia, that anthropomorphism kind of takes on a different light because they've been living with it for so long. So in oral histories and in you know traditional pantheons of, of uh, their mythos and whatnot, um, there's uh, there's a really anthropomorphic uh, element that is very complicated. Like you can't you can't just say like don't live there because obviously there's an appeal to living there. And you kind of see that in Dante Speak because they're relying yeah. on the fact that they're this beautiful mountain town, but they're a beautiful mountain town because there's a beautiful volcano there. It's supposed to be a disaster movie, although mm-hmm. this is unlike any other disaster movie I've I've seen because it's not just about destruction. It is mm-hmm. about the mitigation, mm-hmm. the pro- the litigation. It's a film about, well, for me, about our inability to contain nature right. and to predict it. And as much as we believe we can, we can't. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm interested in the fact that we still have to, that there is a danger in representing science incorrectly. Even if it's not representing the science correctly, if it's getting across a message. I, as a scientist, I, I don't really mind that much, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it is a movie. I mean, Pierce Brock the star. Of course it's not going to be like <laughs> rock solid on the details. What are you doing there? Checking the acidity in the water. Oh, like a pool man. Yeah, exactly. Just like a pool man. And a lot of the hazards that, that monitoring agencies really like seem to hone in on for people to, to worry about, it almost seems like Dante's Peak kind of has made an impact in that regard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it's like, hey, if you see a lava float, don't drive over it. You will cook instantly. <laughs> you know, like, and, and that's actually, I think, a good thing. It gave the opportunity for the Red Cross and the USGS to say, hey, don't do that. Yeah, and I'd be interested to know why the 90s in particular, people were so excited about asteroids, 
volcanoes. I think it was actually like a real public consciousness of both. With asteroids, I mean, it was the fact that we discovered the Chicxulub impact crater in Mexico and mm. that, you know, that killed the dinosaurs. Um, though some people debate the extent to that. But still, like, we found that, that crater. And so asteroids kind of entered the public consciousness in the mid to late 80s when that hypothesis became accepted. And with volcanoes, you had Mount St. Helens in 1980. You had um, Nevado del Ruiz in Colombia. It was a horrible, horrible tragedy. And then in 91, you had Pinatubo, which is mm -hmm. one is one of the largest eruptions ever recorded by humans. And fortunately, there haven't in the past 10 years really been, there have been plenty of volcanic eruptions that have taken that, and some have taken human lives, but there haven't been, there hasn't been anything on the scale of like Pinatubo, and there hasn't been anything as deadly as something like Nevado del Ruiz, um, mm. where, you know, massive amounts of people dying. But it also means that like, public awareness kind of dips down. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, as somebody who studies popular culture, a lot of people think that it's useless, right? That mm -hmm. it's pure entertainment. And I'm always interested in how we can marry mm -hmm. popular culture to other fields of study and thinking of it as like a useful tool for teaching and saying mm -hmm. like, yes, this is imperfect. Right. However, let's talk about those imperfections. Let's use this as a tool for learning about more about volcanoes. I mean, geology is very interdisciplinary, but volcanology especially, it's a really like even marriage between geology, chemistry, physics, and then it also integrates a lot of sociology and like concerns about, you know, how humans respond to disasters and ec the economics of it and the politics. Have you ever thought about what you would do if you could make your own volcano movie? Even though I would, I would love to do it, make a, a movie about somewhere in the Philippines or Indonesia, and that's like an area I really care about studying. I think I'd really like to base it in Italy because Italy has a lot of volcanoes. Obviously, they have Vesuvius, but um, one one volcano right next to Vesuvius, it's this caldera called Campi Fligri, and it literally rims Naples. And the scary thing about Naples, and why I think it would make a good disaster movie, is there's only really one road out of town, and it sits between two parts of the caldera, mm -hmm. and so really there's no like. It's a nightmare, actually. The downside to that would be to probably reduce Naples tourism. So I'd probably get lots of angry letters from Italians if I did that. But, um, but that, worth it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you could say anything to the public about volcanoes, hmm. what would be your public service? I, in some respects, it's like a lightning strike in terms of probability of you actually being affected by it. But it's something that's ever present. Volcanoes are dynamic, they're active, and you know, even if you don't live near a volcano, the impact of a volcano can affect people you love, it can affect um, your, the ecosystem, the economy, it could, it, you know, it, it could have huge repercussions. There's nothing we can really do to stop them. We just have to learn to live with them and to um, improve our understanding of them. Uh, in terms of like things not to do, most of the things that Pierce Brosnan does in the movie you should not do if you find yourself <laughs> trapped in an eruption. Do not drive across the lava flow. If you see a river filled with mud and logs that has a mud flow coming down, do not drive across the bridge. That is literally like <laughs> Volcano 101 because it will take out the bridge as it did and it killed the, the director of the USGS team. At least he got to see the show. Um, wear a mask, stay indoors if you can, and if you can't get to high ground. Just basically do everything Pierce Brosnan did. Don't do. <laughs> well, thanks, Nick. I have never really thought about Dante's Peak in this way before. I certainly haven't thought about it since 1997 when I first watched it in a movie theater. And now I have a feeling I'm going to be thinking about volcanoes all the time in good and bad ways. So thank you for that. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> Pop! The Question was researched and hosted by Dr. Melinda Lewis. Our audio engineering and theme was produced by Brian Kantorik. All of this was done under the directorship of Erica Levy-Zellinger, the deanship of Dr. Paul Morans-Cohen, and Pannoni Honors College at Drexel University. 
honestly do. What we talking about? 